0: Hello everyone, and welcome to A Mindful Perspective. I'm your host, Nick Levec, Certified Spiritual Life Coach, and I'm here to share insights into my journey of mindfulness and self-discovery. Each week, we'll explore mindset, spirituality, and personal growth to help you navigate life's challenges with practical strategies and inspiring stories. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Mindful Perspective. In today's episode, we're going to be diving deeper into the topic of heartbreak, and more specifically, how to heal after we've just gotten out of a relationship and that we're really heartbroken. So we'll be talking a bit about the science of heartbreak and why it's so painful when we're just getting out of a relationship with someone. We'll also be diving into tips and tricks, as we usually do, on how to work through and heal from a heartbreak. And the reason I wanted to address this today is because I think that heartbreak is a universal pain that we all share, right? So it's not just something that happens to a few people, as an example. We've all been in a situation where either we've been broken up with or we've broken up with someone, right? And in fact, studies show that over 80% of people have suffered from heartbreak at a certain time in their lives. Now, I also want to highlight that a heartbreak can stem from a variety of different circumstances in our lives, right? It could be from the loss of a loved one. It could be the loss of a pet, as an example, right? But today, I really want to focus and narrow in on the heartbreak of relationships specifically. Now, relationships ending can have a variety of different reasons and scenarios, okay? So, for example, it could be infidelity in the relationship. It could be a mutual understanding that both parties are just better off going their own paths as, as an example, right? It could also be that someone just decides one day that the relationship really is not for them. So they they break up with the person. But what I'm trying to say here is that regardless of the situation and regardless of why someone breaks up with someone, there's a tremendous amount of pain that is, that is followed by that breakup. So the question becomes, why is that, right? Why is there so much pain when we are dealing with a heartbreak? Speaking personally from my own experiences and the relationships that I've been, I know that when the relationship ended, regardless of the scenario that it was, I was in a tremendous amount of pain, and it's not just small pain. As an example, right, it's pain that you can feel physically in your body, right. And I got really curious as to that because as as I was putting this episode together, I was really fascinated and intrigued by understanding the science behind that. And basically, what research shows is that physical and emotional pain travel along similar pathways in the brain. So this is why, as an example, when we've broken up with someone and we just got out of a relationship, that emotional pain feels almost as though it's physical pain, right? So maybe, you know, you see a text from them, right? Maybe you see a post they made on social media, whatever it may be, it triggers a physiological response in your body, right? And again, because when people feel emotional pain, the same areas of the brain get activated as when people feel physical pain, right? So when we really Take a second and stop to think about that. That's why it hurts so much, right? Because again, sometimes our body really cannot tell the difference between physical pain and emotional pain. So it processes it as the same thing. And to dive deeper a bit into this as well, psychologist Guy Winch, author of How to Fix a Broken Heart, says that the emotional aftermath of a breakup neurologically mirrors withdrawals from drugs such as cocaine and opioids. So basically what he's saying, and based on his years of research, brain studies have shown that the withdrawal of romantic love activates the same mechanism in our brain that gets activated when addicts are withdrawing from substances, again, like cocaine or opioids. So when we really stop to think about that for a second, psychologist Guy Winch says, if love is the addiction, then the breakup is the withdrawal. So to me, this was absolutely fascinating, right? Because it really shed some light as to why we have so much trouble getting over a heartbreak. Not only does it mirror or mimic physical pain, but it also acts as the same way as if we're withdrawing from a drug, for example, right? Because again, if love is the addiction, then the breakup is the withdrawal. And this is why I find it so important to openly talk about heartbreaks, right? Because again, first and foremost, like I said before, it is a pain that we all universally share, right? At a certain point in our lives, we will deal with a heartbreak. And maybe you're listening to this right now and you're going through a heartbreak or maybe you're listening to this and you're reflecting back on the heartbreaks that you may have had, right? But the way I like to see a heartbreak is I actually consider it an actual loss, right? So a loss to me is not only the loss of a loved one or the loss of a pet. A heartbreak is considered a loss to me personally and it's something that requires a grieving process because again, A relationship is an investment, right? You've invested so much time, whether that's five months or five years, it doesn't matter, right? If you're truly invested and fall in love with someone, that is a piece of you that you lose when the relationship ends, as an example. And it's not only a piece of you that you lose, but sometimes for certain people, it's also a part of your identity, right? Because not only are you losing that person, but you're losing all the habits and routines, And all the things that you did with them, right? Maybe they had a dog that you absolutely loved as an example, right? And now you don't have access to see that dog anymore. Uh, Maybe for an example, you were really close with their family or their friends or, you know, there's so many things that come with being invested with someone, right? So this is what I'm saying is you don't only lose the person, but you lose the habits, the routines, and everything that came with that person. So this is what I'm saying is our heartbreak is much more than just a heartbreak. It is a loss, and we need to grieve that loss. And to expand on my point a little further here as well, studies show that heartbreaks share very similar symptoms to actual loss and grief, right? So as an example, people can suffer from insomnia, intrusive thoughts, immune system dysfunction, and some studies also show that 40% of people experience clinically measurable depression after heartbreak. And personally speaking from my own experiences and my longer relationships, I've had a lot of these symptoms after the relationship ended. And just a a quick personal share here as well. But for me personally, the, the heartbreak that I will always remember the most is my first one, right? So it's the high school sweetheart that I had, we were together for two and a half years. And when we broke up, you know, I remember I was devastated, right? Like I was completely lost. um, And I suffered from a lot of these uh, symptoms that I was explaining earlier, right? Insomnia, uh, just intrusive thoughts, I was really not doing well, right? And, uh, you know, my mom helped me a lot through that. I remember my mom and I are very close, especially on these types of topics. But there's one thing that my mother told me that I want to share with everyone. And, you know, to me that that still resonates till this day. And it's that love is not enough. So what she meant by that, honestly, is that Even though we deeply care about someone, even though that we truly, truly love someone, sometimes two people just are not meant to be together, right? No matter how much you try, um, sometimes people just are not compatible, right? And and that's perfectly fine. And it does happen. I know personally that I've had to walk away from relationships, not because I didn't love them, but again, because I knew that um, it was best for both parties, right? To kind of go on our own paths and do our own thing and there's a small quote that I want to share as well that I found very profound for these moments is that some people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. But oftentimes I do believe that no matter what the circumstances, right, there's a reason you met that person and there's a reason they were in your life for a season. So now that we have a better understanding of the science behind heartbreak, okay, let's talk about tips and tricks on dealing with a heartbreak, right? Because again, I'm a firm believer that yes. A heartbreak and a breakup does take time to heal. Obviously, I think we're all very well aware of that. However, I'm also a firm believer that there are things that we can do that can help us accelerate our healing. So let's dive into those a bit more. So the first step that I truly believe is the most important and essential, and if you take anything away from today's episode, it's this, okay? Give yourself permission to grieve and to feel the emotions that you need to feel. Because again, like we were discussing earlier, a heartbreak is a loss, right? And with like with any type of loss, we need to give ourselves permission to grieve and to feel the emotions we need to feel, right? So we're not suppressing anything, right? There's no point in sweeping anything under the rug because we're just going to drag and postpone our healing process. And there's also no point in feeling guilty or ashamed of feeling what we need to feel. So don't judge yourself if you you feel angry or, or sad or whatever, right? Let those emotions come up. Sit with that, right? If you feel anger, that's completely fine to feel anger, right? Maybe someone cheated on you, as an example, and you're so angry, right? That's completely fine. Acknowledge that. Your feelings are valid. If you're sad and you need to cry, then cry as much as you need to. The only way to heal is to feel, right? Feeling is healing. Step number two is to separate or to set clear boundaries, okay? So let's expand on that. What I mean is... To separate means to try to minimize the interactions that you have with them, right? So if you don't need to talk to them, don't talk to them. If you don't need to see them, try not to, right? And I know this is extremely hard, but this will only prolong the healing process. One thing that I know I used to do a lot is, you know, go and check their social media as an example, right? So don't do that. Don't stalk them on social media. Uh, Don't see what they're up to as an example, right? There's no point in doing that because again, all you're going to do is you're going to hurt yourself by doing that. And speaking from personal experience, I know that it hurt me. And speaking with friends uh, that have also dealt with kind of relationships and breakups, they they all also have done this, right? Where they go, they check their social media and just to see how they're doing, what they're doing. Are they dating someone else, for example, right? But then what then happens is that we get into our heads and then we kind of catastrophize a little bit, right? So we think about all these scenarios, these what ifs and such, and then we, we get stuck in, in kind of this negative loop cycle, right? We're just ruminating over and over, thinking about all these scenarios, right? And that really does not help the healing process. So again, try to minimize the interaction that you have with them, right? If you need to delete them from social media for a while, that's completely fine. Whatever helps you get through the breakup is what personally I would recommend that you do. And on the flip side of that as well, I understand that for some of us, cutting contact like cold turkey might not be, an option, right? Uh, maybe you've got a house together as an example where you're uh, tying up loose ends. Maybe you've got a child together. So that could be a little different in harder circumstances. But again, it's important to try to minimize the interaction that you have. And I wanted to share a tip that I found online that I found so cool and so useful. And I thought I'd share that with everyone. So what this person did, i found it pretty neat. So essentially she was in a very similar scenario as to what we were just talking about. Okay. So she was in a a breakup where she could not cut contact cold turkey, right? So they needed to stay in touch for whatever the reason was, but essentially what she ended up doing was she changed his name in her phone, but she didn't just change it to anything. She changed it to the word breathe and I found that so powerful because essentially what she was saying was that every time he would text her, it would remind her that she needed to take a breath before engaging in the conversation, right? So because I found that so powerful because a lot of us, myself included, what I've noticed in my own relationships is when when we get that text from that person, it can really stir up a bunch of emotions, right? Like for me personally, I remember like some feelings of sadness, anger joy and anxiety kind of thing, right? It's all mixed up in in one. And I've said this before, but when emotions are high, logical thinking is low. So this reminder to just be present and take a breath before actually responding, I think can really save a significant amount of issues, right? To maybe reach out to that person or continue the conversation or whatever that may be, right? So that's just a, a, a quick tip that I want to share because I found it to be very powerful and probably something that I will personally use if ever I do need that. Step number three that I want to share is to beware of idealizing. So let me expand on that here. But a lot of the times in a relationship, you tend to remember only the good and forget the flaws. So as an example, maybe you've broken up with someone or someone broke up with you, certain points you really miss that person, right? And you just tend to remember all the great things that you did, right? All the the lovely nights that you had, all the passion that you shared, etc., all these different things. And again, you just really tend to remember only the good and forget the flaws so you're really idealizing only the positive aspects of that relationship. But the truth of the matter is there's a reason why you guys broke up in the first place, right? There is a reason you guys no longer are together. So, there's no sense or reason to idealize because again, all you're going to do is cause yourself more pain. So, a practice that the psychologist Winch shares is to make an exhaustive list of basically all the ways that person was wrong for you. All the bad qualities that they had all the pet peeves and then keep that list on your phone and the reason you want to do this is basically to remind yourself of why you guys broke up in the first place right so if ever you feel like you're idealizing you're stuck in your head thinking about all the good moments you can pull that list out from your phone and just look at it right because it serves as a reminder to remind you as to why you guys broke up in the first place if you ever feel like you you are about to reach out to them, you may may have like an impulsive feeling to reach out to them or to call them or whatever. Try to take a, a you know a deep breath and just take out your phone and look at that list, right? That list is not meant to bash them or to talk poorly about them in any way, right? That list serves as a reminder of all the ways that person may have been wrong for you. Step number 4 is to take good care of yourself because in all honesty, after a breakup, sometimes it can be very hard. We can have trouble processing our feelings and sitting with ourselves, right? So a lot of times we'll try to suppress it or push it away, right? But to be quite honest, speaking from personal experience here, turning to alcohol or drugs or whatever it may be to try to suppress and not feel what you need to feel is not going to help you, right? It's only going to prolong the healing process. So take good care of yourself, right? Try and try to stick away from those things and really focus on what can I do to make myself feel better? So that can be a simple walk in nature for 20 minutes, right? That could be maybe starting a new exercise routine or, you know, going to the gym if that's what you do. Um, It could be also eating well, right? Make sure that you're you're eating nutritious food that can also make you feel better, right? Because again, I'm a firm believer that what you put in your body has a significant impact on your overall well-being. Stay hydrated and also most importantly, try to sleep as much as you can, right? Because again, after a breakup, it can be very hard. Um, to sleep sometimes, right? As we discussed earlier, symptoms of insomnia. I know personally, I had that and a lack of sleep can really significantly impact us, right? So even if you need to take a nap or whatever it may be, you know, make sure that you're looking after your core basic needs. And it's also very important to have compassion for yourself, right? Because what you're going through is valid, right? The feelings that you're feeling is very valid. And I know compassion can be hard, when you're going through that, right? Because again, you might have feelings of shaming yourself and all these things, but it's like I was saying earlier, right? When you're going through this, don't feel guilty about what you're feeling, right? Allow yourself what you need to feel, but also if you need to and if you can, you know, seek support, right? Like as much as I believe in in, you know, sitting with yourself and allowing yourself to feel everything, right? Just sitting in your room all day alone will not help you get over this, right? You need to again, go out. Like I said, go for a walk, exercise, you know, seek support. Um and if it's just talking with a friend, talking with a parent, try to let them in. I know sometimes it can also be very hard to talk to someone after you've gone through that, right? Because it's it, it might be hard to share what's on your on your heart and everything that you're feeling. But I find it's very important to talk about that. And another reason is that because a lot of people can also relate because they've also been through a breakup. Maybe not the exact circumstances that you're going through right now, but it's it's something that they can maybe help you through or at least ask you. What can I do for you in this moment? So, personally, when I talk about having compassion for yourself, just think about this the other way. How would you treat a friend or family member going through a similar situation? What would you say or do to help them? How would you show show them that you care? Answer these questions, and then apply that to yourself. Another way to take care of yourself can also look like reading books and listening to podcasts. Kind of like if you're listening to this right now, and you're going through this similarly. Um, you know, it's the same thing, right? So ma- sometimes reading a different perspective on the same situation you're going through can really help you maybe see the the situation uh, from a new perspective and in a new light as well. And the last thing that I wanted to mention here really quick was to delete your dating apps, right? Or don't download them if you don't have them, right? So a lot of times after a breakup, it can be very hard, right? We might start feeling lonely um, and all these different things. But to be quite honest, getting on a dating app is not going to help you right like speaking from personal experience this is what i used to do um you know after a breakup i would get on dating apps and you know i thought maybe meeting someone else right away uh would fill my void for example right would would ease the pain but the truth of the matter is it didn't and it won't because a lot of times what can happen is if we haven't taken time to process the breakup we'll only end up bleeding on someone else we'll be pouring our baggage onto someone else and i've seen this many times and i've done this myself personally where you know after a breakup you feel so lost, you feel so lonely and such. So, you know, you go on date after date or you jump from one thing to the next. But eventually, two things will happen, right? One, you're going to hurt yourself. And secondly, you might also hurt that other person because let's say that other person is strongly invested in you. Well, at a certain point, you might say like, okay, no, I'm not ready for this. Or or you start comparing them to what your ex was as an example, right? And all these different things can happen in these multiple scenarios. But what I'm saying is that you might actually end up bleeding on that person. And that is also not fair to them. So my personal recommendation is for the first little while, delete the dating apps right? until you can actually ask the question like, okay, do I feel ready to date again? Right? And then if dating apps are your thing, go for it. But If you sit down with yourself and ask yourself that question honestly, am I ready to move on, right? Am I ready to start dating again? Your intuition will let you know what the real answer is. And again, if you ask yourself that question honestly and you are, that's great. Then maybe you can start going out on dates, downloading the dating apps. But again, if you're not, then maybe that is a sure sign that there's still some healing that needs to be done before you move on to the next stage in your life. Step number five is to look for the lessons in the heartbreak, okay? I am a firm believer that the challenges that we face and the circumstances that are brought upon us in our life are opportunities for growth. And especially in something like a breakup, where you feel so much pain, right? I'm a, I'm such a believer that pain holds so much wisdom and pain is one of the greatest teachers that we have. So instead of looking at the relationship as, you know, oh, I should have done this, I, I did this wrong, or, you know, why did they do this, etc., right? You can switch to that why and ask the questions, what is this trying to teach me? What lessons, what wisdom can I pull out from this experience? Also, What did you learn about yourself, right? Because again, I truly believe, especially something like a relationship where you exchange so much energy and invest so much time with someone else, you also learn a significant amount about yourself. What do you like? What do you not like? What will you be looking for in your next relationship as an example, right? So what I'm saying here is in every challenge that we have, there is wisdom waiting to be extracted, right? And Viktor Frankl, who is the author of Man's Search for Meaning- which I highly recommend you read the book, by the way. But he has a quote that says, Between the stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies our freedom and power to choose our responses. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And what Viktor Frankl is telling us here is that a lot of times in life, we have challenges and circumstances that we have no control over. However, we can choose our reaction and how we respond to that circumstance or that event. And that's where lies our growth and our freedom. So we can choose to look at the breakup as something that absolutely breaks us, or we can choose to look at it from a different perspective, which is, okay, what is this trying to teach me, right? So again, really, we don't always choose the set of circumstances that we are given, but we can choose how we respond to those circumstances. And once we can really look at it that way and look at the relationship as a teacher instead, And I personally think what that does is that it sets us on a path of acceptance and then letting go of that relationship and that person, okay? Because at a certain point, you will need to accept the fact that that person is no longer in your life. You will need to accept the fact that the relationship just didn't work out and it was not meant to be, okay? So then you have to let go of that person and you have to let go of your attachment to that relationship as well. I know people personally that, you know, have still not let go of that person and it's been 5 years after the breakup right all you're doing then is you're not allowing yourself to heal you're not allowing yourself to move on so again a very important thing here is at a certain point you will need to accept and let go of what no longer is and the final tip that i want to share with you today is that being single is a chance to rediscover who you are because you are whole as a person you don't need anyone to complete you you were whole before and you'll be whole after right and If you've had other breakups before, well, guess what? You got through it. So if you are going through a breakup right now, you will also get through this one. It might take a bit of time, but you will get through it. So in the meantime, it's an important part for you to rediscover yourself, right? And really reconnect with yourself. Because one thing I've noticed in a lot of individuals, myself included for a while, is that a lot of people have trouble being single, right? They have trouble being alone. So they bounce from one thing to the next. But The way I see being single is an opportunity to find out more about you. So as an example, what do I love to do? What are my core values? Okay, what are my beliefs? What do I wish I had more time to do? What are the things that I haven't done yet that I'd like to try and do, right? You can literally write down a list of things that you'd like to try that can also get you out of the house and meet new people and do all these different things, right? So again, what I'm trying to say here is that being single is an opportunity to get to know yourself, and to reconnect with your authentic self. Because in my personal opinion, I truly believe that one of the greatest gifts that we can give ourselves is to be our own best friend, right? To enjoy spending time with ourselves. And if we're single and we're noticing that we're having trouble being alone, we're constantly trying to pursue other people, that could be a good time for us to really reflect and take a step back and say, okay, like, is there a part of myself that I'm not loving, right? There could be multiple reasons for this, right? Maybe something happened in your childhood, maybe uh, there's uh, trauma from the childhood that's also not being healed as an example, right? But what I'm saying is this is also a good opportunity to to seek help, seek support, go to therapy, do these different things to really help yourself. And those are all acts of self-love and self-care. And then once you do get into that relationship with the next person, you'll have done some healing, you'll have done some inner work, so you won't bleed as much on, on the other person, right? And again, I truly believe that a relationship is two people coming together and working on themselves continuously, right? So this is what I'm saying. Being single is such a good opportunity to get to know yourself and also, most importantly, to get to love yourself. Because the truth of the matter is there's no other source of external validation that's going to make you love yourself, right? There's no other person that's going to come in your life and fill that void. Maybe it seems that way when you're in a relationship, but... What happens if if they leave, for example, right? You're right back where you started. And there's a quote that I read that says, find the love you seek by first finding the love within yourself. Learn to rest in that place within you. That is your true home. So that being said, that's all I've got for you guys on today's episode. If you did like the episode, please feel free to leave a comment, a review, share it. Um, It really helps bring awareness Uh, to what I'm trying to do, which is really kind of, you know, spread this podcast on a broader scale to really help people um, just navigate everyday life challenges. So again, with that being said, I hope you have a good week and I will catch you guys next week.